otherwise on SAFM. So, uh, I'd like now to welcome Philippa Gid, who is the founder of Recruit My Mom. Hello, Philippa. Hi, Shadow. Thank you for having me on your show today. Well, thank you for talking to us. Ever since I heard about Recruit My Mom, I thought, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like such a, you know, a, 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 a natural progression to, you know, getting moms continue working, but also um, look after and spend time with their families. How did it all start? Well, the idea came from um, just personal life experience um, in that I, like many skilled women out there, started off in a corporate environment and um, once had a child, found it very difficult to continue working in a corporate environment, so I needed to find a flexible way of working. And so I started consulting um, with small, medium enterprise type businesses. Mm-hmm. And then as my children grew older, I was meeting more and more women like myself who were wanting to get back into the workplace, but felt that there was nowhere to go, that um, there was no agencies that would look at them because they wanted to work part-time and they didn't know where to find part-time work. Mm. And I also could see that you know many companies needed the skills. So I thought, well, could I start something where I could um, date companies to moms, skilled moms for mm. work? And so that's where the idea came from. Makes perfect sense. But, of, of course, starting it and just thinking of the idea was not enough because you obviously then needed to recruit for yourself and for your own company. Yes. No, that is right. So that was the challenge was, um, you know, who, who did you get first? Did you get the moms or did you get the jobs? Yes. Um, and that was um, that was initially the challenge of, of Recruit My Mom. Um, fortunately, um, moms network very well and women network very well, so very quickly news spread that Recruit My Mom had started, and so we quickly got the skilled women joining the site, and that then started to attract um, companies to start using it. And so we, you know, baby steps, but then it started, and it really took off, which has been wonderful. Are companies open to the idea of having part-time skilled moms, or is it is it difficult in in some industries? I think um, when I look across um, company types, I would say that what we're seeing at the moment is is that particularly in your small medium enterprises, mm-hmm. um, employers are very open to employing people flexibly because it gives them flexibility themselves as employers to have um, a a skilled person come in and work the hours that they require. Um, When I'm saying they, the the company themselves, you know, they may not need somebody Mm full-time. And so they really see the benefit of it. Where we don't see as much um, is is in corporates, um, where I think in corporates, you know, they have the budgets to be able to have people in their their organization full-time. And so are less open to um, people working part-time or doing job shares. They would much rather have people in full-time employment. That said, within the financial industry, I'm seeing a lot of corporates making an effort, particularly to uh, look at flexible working for women because they're recognizing the contribution that they make to the bottom line. Mm. Philippa, stay on the line for me, please. We're taking a little break, but I want to come back and talk about the the challenges that moms would have uh, looking after families and also um, working from home. But we'll talk to you after this. Otherwise, on SAFM.
My guest is Philippa Gedd, who uh, is of Recruit My Mom, and we're talking about uh, the challenges especially, Philippa. One needs to be very disciplined, though, especially new moms, um, you know, but when they take this job and, and uh, they have to manage their own time and those kinds of things. Is it a big challenge? Yes. I mean, uh, the moms need to take the job seriously, and um, what we do find is, is that... Um, most of the moms that we um, have on Recruit My Mom are moms whose children are slightly older than newborn. Okay. So we do have some of the ones that have a, new mom, have a, a young baby at home, but we largely find that once the children are of school-going age, that that's when the moms are particularly looking for part-time employment. Um, but that's it. For the moms that have um, little ones at home, they do need to be disciplined and in that case, they would have either um, extra family members who come in and support or they bring in support to assist them. But they are very focused when they are working. Mm. And most of the work is done online, is it? Uh, no, not necessarily. Some of it is done online, um, but um, some of it, you know, it, so the, the interaction is, is obviously done between the employer and the employee through online. Um, but, you know, some of the work is actually like bookkeeping type work which mm. is done at home. Um, or um, uh, we have a lot of writers, proofreaders, mm. um, transcribers, um, virtual assistants, that type of thing. So it, it's a, a real mixture that we find. But we also, um, it's the work that we fulfill is not just at home. Um, uh, uh, probably about 60% of it is in office, mm-hmm. but it's a reduced hours. So who uh, who could apply to you right now? Are you looking for any particular skills at the moment? And are there are there more are there skills that are more in demand than others? We find that um, there is a particular need, um, particularly in the financial industry. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, we have a lot of demand for bookkeepers and um, accountants, CA, non-CA, financial managers, tax managers, that type of thing. So that um, we do have a lot of demand in the financial industry, um, but it really does um, go across, across a really broad spectrum. So at times we get a job in and we would never have um, pulled that before. So recently we needed a learning materials writer for um, that had government experience. Mm-hmm. So, so from day to day, not even we know what jobs come in. It's, it really is a broad range, but the bulk of our jobs. Um, are falling within the, the financial type um, industries and then your um, personal assistance, administrative assistance mm. type roles as well. Mm. And are, are you working nationally or do you work only in the Western Cape? No, we work nationally. Um, so we have um, a skilled women in all of our provinces the moment mm-hmm. and um, but uh, probably um, 80% of our work at the moment is in KwaZulu-Natal, Gauteng and the Western Cape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how do people then uh, get your attention? Do they go on, onto your website? What's the process? Yes, so um, uh, for both employers and uh, people seeking employment um, they would go to our website which is www.recruitmymom.co.za and um, as a skilled mom, um, they would just fill in an application um, form on the website, um, which then allows them a login um, so that they can go and fill in an online CV. 
and that online CV is then used when they're applying for the jobs that are available on the site. And likewise for an employer looking to recruit a skilled mom, mm-hmm. they would go onto the employer's page and fill in a job spec and we then vet that job spec and make sure that it fits with what we stand for as Recruit My Mom and then we publish it and start to market it to our candidates. You know, I'm interested if, if, if the, the, the rates are the same for moms uh, and stay the same in the industry. So one does not take, take a cut, a pay cut, by, by being um, a, stay, a work-at-home mom as opposed to... So are salaries the same? Um, they are to a certain extent. Um, let me clarify what I mean by that. Is that um, in a you know if you're comparing with a corporate environment, mm. um, you get all the ad- added benefits of being in a corporate environment. Um, so the moms are sacrificing on that, so they're mm. not getting, for instance, the medical and all the other benefits that might come with being um, employed by a corporate. Mm. The rates are very much market-related. But the advantage from the employer's point of view is is they're then not having to, if if they're going to employ somebody who works from home, they're then obviously not having to have office rent space and all the other expenses that go with having somebody in office. And if they come into office, um, they've got the advantage of having somebody who's highly productive for the hours that they are in office. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we um, definitely see that um, the rates are market related. What has been the best thing for you? I mean, working from from home because I don't suppose you are even if your children are grown up and uh, are older, you're not going to go back to the corporate world, are you? No, <laughs> I think that's the thing, and I think that's what, what's quite interesting is, is is that many of our skilled mom members are actually in cor- in corporate, in full time employment, looking on our site, you know, to see if anything comes up that you know they could go to, um, which would give them the flexibility that they're looking for. And I think once you found um, you know a, a, a position as a skilled person where you're able to do something productive but you're able to then have some flexibility around your family and it's very difficult to go back you started a trend philippa (laughs) i hope so i hope so i was asked a question where do i see recruit by mom in a hundred years and i said well i hope in a hundred years that you wouldn't need this that flexible working becomes a norm a norm yes an exception well Um, fantastic really thank you so much for talking to us and good luck with recruit my mom thank you and i appreciate the time and this was a pleasure to talk to you thanks philippa thank you shadow take care bye-bye okay bye-bye bye her email out you can get more information on www.recruitmymom.co.za and see if you'd like uh, to work from home and gee all of us would love to and still earn the same amount of money well uh, the Durban Film Festival opens uh, on Thursday and Charlene Fessfeld is the publicist for the festival and she joins me now to talk to us uh, about what to expect and we're back talking to her after this otherwise on SAFM hello Charlene Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Are you excited? Are you looking forward to Thursday? I am, but it's always nerve-wracking. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the it's easiest so job, do you? No, no, but it's fun. It's good fun, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, it's a 36th year. Uh, has it become bigger and better? And if so, how? 
Well, you know, I've worked on the film festival for quite a long time now, and it's, it's been amazing to watch the growth, just from a from being a sort of a, a Durban film festival to actually being a, an international film festival where, um, you know, we see now uh, between five and 600 delegates arrive for the Durban Film Mart, which is a project within the film festival. We see celebrities coming in, and we mm-hmm. just see film lovers coming in for the festival. So from that perspective, from an audience perspective, it's grown. From a, a screening perspective, it's grown. It used to be in one venue and used to run over sort of three weeks in one venue. Now it's, uh, we have 13 venues. We wow. have something like 255 screenings of 226 films, wow. 51 documentaries, 71 shorts, 81 feature films, and then a whole section of 23 films on surfing. So, you know, and then there's in, the industry program as well where um, filmmakers come in and there are various... Um, programs within the film festival for filmmakers to kind of network and learn more and master classes and that kind of thing. So yes, it has grown enormously over this over the years, yeah. As I said, do your work is cut out for you as a publicist because I mean, who do you reach out to? How do you market the festival? And and you know, uh, which 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 films and which programs are sold better than others? In fact, or they didn't, they don't need to be sold better than others because you have to do your work equally for every program that exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's some things that, and it's all work that one does as a publicist, especially with festivals and and people that work like at the National Art Festival would attest to this. There's something that captures the press's imagination, and then they kind of go down the line. So at the moment, everyone's interested in the opening night film of uh, Ayanda, Sarah Bletcher's film, mm-hmm. and Terry Petto's film. She produced it. Um, and I mean that's just played in LA. It did very well there. It opens. It has a South African premiere here on on Thursday night, and the cast are going to be there. It's going to be a red carpet affair, all that mm. sort of thing. So at the moment, everyone's looking towards that. But there are other films that are coming through. I mean, I think you might maybe speaking to to someone about the Rites of Passage, the the yes. um, it's a compilation of eight films um, by a first time filmmakers. Now that's starting to sort of generate some interest. Then there's Sid Shangri-La Mer's film. A Necktie Youth, which opened, had its world premiere at Berlin in February, and everyone's looking towards that. Um, Video Vision always bring a, a, a slate of really good films to the festival. This year we've got this um, Wolf Totem, which is directed by Jean-Jacques Arnaud. I know this because he directed Brad Pitt in Seven Years in Tibet, you see. So oh, I went, wow. oh, <laughs> So this, and, and Jean-Jacques is actually coming to the film festival and he will be, um, 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 be at the, the premiere of his film, um, here on the, it's showing on the 20th and the 21st. And it's an epic film set in China. I think they talk about in the first eight days uh, that the film opened in China that it, it grows something like 22, sure. um, t- uh, t- sorry, 220, million US dollars or something ridiculous like that but I stand to be corrected it's, a, it's one that everyone's sort of looking at also there's a film called Stranger Land with um, Nicole Kidman in that comes from Australia which is also part of the video vision slate uh, films that they're bringing and The Prophet which is the closing night film that video vision are bringing um, is the animated version of Khalil Gibran's um, mm. uh, The Prophet book mm. and I saw a preview of it the other day it is uh, just absolutely Beautifully filmed, gorgeous um, animations by various animators, and, and each section—you know, love, friendship, marriage—all those are directed by um, individual uh, directors, and then they all comp- uh, they they edited together, and it's just an exquisite film. 
So there, there's a lot. I mean, there's sort of that kind of issues, topical issues. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Riley Hunnevelt's The Shore Break, which is about the, the titanium mining and the, um, uh, on, on, in the wild co- on the wild coast. The minister has just uh, sent a press release out, I think, about two days ago about the road being confirmed through the wild coast. So there's a lot of press kind of wanting to pick up on that mm. because her film kind of speaks to the community. Some are for, some are against. Um, the, you know, the issues on, 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 on gender issues that are dealt with yes. in films and a lot of um, issue-based, obviously the documentaries are issue-based kind of films. And those also have a whole big following um, of film lovers. Yeah, I think you've been talking for a long time on this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we invited you. You see, uh, you know, I just had a glimpse of rites of passage, and and I, I'm, I'm 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 interested in in, in seeing how, you know, because it, it's part of development. Young people who yes. are working on, yeah. on 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 scripts, and I'm, I'm hoping to talk to some of them as well in the week. But for first time um, attendees at the film festival. You know, how how does one navigate all that space? Well, first of all, you go to the website <laughs> and you download the program. Um, it's, it's the website is DurbanFilmFest.co.za. Mm-hmm. The full program is there, but you've also got little booklets that you can get at all the venues um, around Durban. So you can pick it up at uh, Musgrave, Stair, or Suncoast, Cinema Nouveau and Gateway, Ikaya Multi Art Centre in Kwamashu. Um, you'll be able to pick up some of the Dennis Hurley Centre in down in town. Um, all the venues that are around will have these booklets, but you can look at the, the program online. Um, the idea is also to um, to come to the Elangani Hotel with the just industry programs happening there. If you are an aspiring filmmaker mm-hmm. or a young filmmaker that's interested in filmmaking, then the opportunity to come in there are free workshops and free seminars and and kind of engagements that you can participate in. Um, so the, the idea is to kind of get into the festival vibe and come and hang out, get to see the films, discuss films with other people, and, 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 and kind of encourage mates to go along too, to sort of see films that you might not necessarily go and see, you know, mm-hmm. normally, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the way to navigate it. So Elangeni Hotel, from the, um, we based there from the sort of 16th through to the, the, um, the 26th of, uh, 25th of, um, of July. That's where we all have our hub. Um, and the, you can pick up information there as well. Um, yeah, and it's just to sort of, to, to get into the vibe of being a film festival and a, a film festival goer, yeah. Charlene, I wonder though, you know, we've got a lot of young people who may want to be there and, um, cannot get there. Uh, do you have outreach programs for students and all of those kinds of things yeah. at schools? Absolutely, absolutely. It's been, I mean, it's key, it's key to what we are doing. Um, we bust about 2,000 children in to a number of screenings um, because many children don't get the opportunity to, to see film in a, in a, in a proper cinema. Um, so there's a program where we call it our film literacy program. We bust, bust children in. And then we've also got a, we've got a number of free screening venues. So I'm just going to list them because I think it's important that people know. So Albert Park um, in the centre of Durban it can take about 2,000 people and they're having a number of screenings there. Uh, the Bears Plenty Lawns, we're having a screening of the opening night film for the first films on the 19th. I tell you what, will, you, will you just hold mm-hmm. that thought, Charlene? I just want to take yeah. those headlines and we're back oh, talking okay. to you because I, I need okay. us to, to know where, where to, okay, those parts cool, are. Cool. Okay, so do okay. stay on the line. Okay. Thank you. I will. Thank you. It is now time for news headlines with Tracy Bumgard.
otherwise on SAFM. Getting updates on uh, uh, the Durban Film Festival from Charlene Festfeld, who's the publicist for the festival. Charlene, thank you for staying on the line. Um, the, the free screenings, you were giving us a list. Screenings, it's just, I'm just going to name it because I mean, they're, they're diverse. So there's the Dennis Hurley Centre um, in the centre of town. There's the Durban Music School in the centre of town. Ikaya Multi Art Centre, which is out in Ikaya, uh, in, in Kwamashu. Um, obviously at the Elangani where we have our hub, um, the Lutuli Museum, Art of Grafville and north of Durban, and the, the uh, Cesar Kyler Centre, which is the municipality centre um, in Clermont. So those are all free screenings, and, and that's not, a, you know, it's a, it's a pick of, of, of films that we are able to show um, mm. in, in kind of um, in less formal circumstances. You know, you couldn't obviously show a 3D film in, mm. in, 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 a, in, a, in an outdoor screening like that because um, it's, it's technically problematic. But they're good films that are being shown at all these venues. So if you, if you can't afford or you can't get to, into town or whatever, there are plenty of other places that you can access um, these free screenings as well. And, and these happen every day? Yes, yes. Um, there's screenings all over. As I said, if you go onto the website, you'll see how expensive it is. Um, you know, every day there are free screenings somewhere. Um, there's also, a, there's also quite interestingly enough a, um, a focus on short films, because that's actually how a lot of people start making their films mm. out as, as shorts, mm. um, at the KwaZulu-Natal um, Society of Arts Gallery in Bulwell Road. Um, and that's going to be like the short, short film Hub and there's a whole sort of cult following of short forms. People kind of like that genre as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And they follow the the kind of the, the, those filmmakers as well. Yeah. So that's a that's a, a, a good venue to to also look at. Yeah. Tell me about your overseas uh, filmmakers because y- you said earlier that now it's become an international festival. Uh, do you do you have like huge huge celebs coming in? Oh, you know, I wish I wish we were able to welcome a Tilda Swinton or <laughs> or Bradford for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, those sort of A-list uh, Hollywood stars are, and, uh, you know, are perhaps not uh, exactly where one is is, is looking uh, towards. You know, um, and also would cost a lot of money. So if there's a sponsor out there that wants to bring in. Um, someone of that caliber, please, who would welcome that. <laughs> but what we do have, we do have a, um, a lot of um, uh, commissioning editors, producers, mm. um, and that kind of thing coming, they come through. Um, and then obviously some of the films we are able to, to bring some of the actors through, but it is, it's, it's an expensive business, you know, to bring an actor through um, to host and that kind of thing. But we get, we get, a lot of support from the, the, the local celebrities and the local um, the local talent, um, and I often get some of the actors only saying, "I can't get to this year. Help me! Can you get me an air ticket?" You know? <laughs> um, but it's 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 a good vibe, and there's a great sense of of festivities with these it, um, and, and makers it, and, and talent that come. I imagine it's also a great place. It's it's treated as a, as a film market because other producers may come to look for uh, content to 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 buy. Absolutely. Um, there, there is the Durban Film Mart, which is the industry um, program of the film festival. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a co-production market with the film festival and with the Durban Film Office. Now that we have about 500 delegates uh, registered for that, mm-hmm. um, and that is actually where people that do they come to look for 
um, content for TV, content mm-hmm. for distribution. Producers are looking out for what's happening in South Africa. It's mm-hmm. giving you a, an overview of what's going on in the South African film industry. Um, so we do have a lot of visiting producers, commissioning editors from mm-hmm. around the, the globe, which is fantastic. Yeah. Well, it sounds great. It sounds absolutely wonderful. Enjoy it thoroughly. And I, I, I will do. And what happens to these films, by the way, when they leave after the festival? Uh, do they go back to their hometowns and, and do they then individually get shown around by, depending on, on the filmmakers themselves? It just depends on where the film's been picked up. So, for example, you would find there might be independent producers and, and directors who will uh, who will do the festival circuit, and they privately and personally will do that without a distributor. Mm-hmm. But other films get picked up by distributors. Like, for example, um, Video Vision in South Africa have picked up these six films that they are they are actually then going to distribute through through South Africa. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on on um, the individual film and where it gets picked up. So they will move, some songs will move on to other festivals. You know, for example, we just received some songs from, say, Cannes and from the Sydney Film Festival or from Berlin in, in February this year. They would have then done Cannes or Sydney and then Sturban Film Festival and then might move on to the Luxor Film Festival in, uh, in Luxor in Egypt or go to Toronto or wherever. So they'll move the festival circuit or it might get picked up by a distributor who then will distribute it uh, it's, uh, it's actually cinemas in, in, in various uh, territories that they, they call various territories. Yeah. So it's, 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 they're different models, each, each, each one, as, as they move through do our film festival. Do you have an idea of how much uh, this festival contributes to the economy of Natal, KZN? I, I, would, I would love to give you that figure. <laughs> I don't have a figure, um, but we are doing research this, um, this festival. And we should have a, an answer, you know, in a couple of months' time. Mm. Um, but it is interesting to see how just uh, just with the numbers of people coming in from nationally and also international guests, that mm. it's got to have some um, some knock-on effect. But also long-term, you know, yes. um, where people are doing business here mm. um, for future. You know, so that's also something that will be interesting to see um, how it's how. Uh, people are doing the business with film and, and how that actually has impact later on. You know. Fantastic. Charlene, thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure and thank you for having me. And, and, uh, and that website again, Durban Film Fest. Durban at some point. Hey? I look forward to welcoming you in Durban for the Film Festival sometime. Well, you so, know, yeah. we'll, we'll do our best. We'll do our best. Thanks, Charlene. And that website again is Durban Film Fest, right? Durbanfilmfest.ca.ca, yes. Lovely. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Take care. Take care. Take care now. Um, when we come back, I speak with Nomonde Madlalisa, who's a crafter of beadwork, baskets, uh, Kosa traditional wear and wood carvings. You may have seen her if you were at the arts festival. But really, I just want to know how she she runs her business and how she's been running it for 17 years i think she's had it and a lot of a lot of people depend on 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 craft and you know maybe she'll teach us a few things after this otherwise on safm nomonde madalisa is the founder of nomabali arts and craft cooperative hello nomonde good afternoon how are you today I'm very well, thanks, ma'am. And you? <laughs> I'm good, and I'm happy to be talking to you. 
Now, Nomonde, you've been you've been selling craft for and, and beadwork um, for many years. How do you keep the business going? Because a lot of people try, and a lot of people live off craft work. You know, how, how would you advise them to to run their business? Thank you, Sarah, and good afternoon to all African, South African listeners. As you had a normal modelista from the Mobile Art and Craft Cooperative in Coffee Bay, Coffee Bay. Coast, in Coffee Bay, mm-hmm. in the Wild Coast. Okay. Um, we have this project now for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we sustain because of we are getting orders from people because our products are unique. Mm-hmm. and beautiful <laughs> and good quality mm-hmm. that's why we get orders all over and internationally and we, you sustain when you have orders your project will be sustainable but no more going yes no more how did you yes. you must have started somewhere and started uh, before how did you get those people to know about your product uh, you know, before they even heard about you, how did you get them to know about your product and 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 make these orders internationally, especially? Uh, first of all, our our products were uh, ordered uh, in national and international mm-hmm. and locally mm-hmm. because they are traditional ways. Mm-hmm. And first of all, we went to a big uh, uh, exhibition in two o two which was a world summit in sustainable development in Joburg. Okay. It's where all the countries have seen our products. Ah. We were taken there by Department of Sport, Art and Culture. Mm-hmm. And then it was some, uh, amazing that one of our blankets was bought by Uruguay people mm. and American people. Mm. And after that, we, we, we were... We were having a lady from Cape Town who's called Bingy Newman, who helped us when our products, especially the, the, the basket, were ordered in Europe. Mm. We are selling a lot of baskets to Europe. And, and luckily then, we were invited in, 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 in America, in New Orleans, mm. 2004. It's where also our baskets were bought a lot, and we, we get exposure. After that, we, we were invited in India. After that, in China. After that, in Japan. After that, in Indonesia, Germany, three times in Italy. Because we are making techniques in our baskets. Mm-hmm. We, it's not no longer like there were baskets for reaping maize and picking pumpkins from the, our field. Hmm. But now, they are used as lampshade, with paper basket, any use. Hmm. And we are making a new technique every year, whereby it's attracting the people. Same as the, 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 the wood carving, you do something from nothing. Hmm. Because we do the birds, which we are selling, we were selling also in Grandstand. They are our best sellers in Grandstand. Mm. We do them from a special tree leaf. 
We just pull the leaves and carve them and make beds. They are unique and they are attractive to people. Hmm. So, ma- as well as yes, no wonder. So, yes, so, how many people do you do, do? Do you train people, or do you own the cooperative with with other crafters? How does it work? Yes, my dear, we are training people. When we 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 have found that our baskets are are, are ordered a lot from Europe. And, and, and you look like like in uh, Italy, Milan. We find the, the, the other crafters from Shulaka. Shulaka is also in, in, along the coast mm-hmm. at the Malen area. Okay. We call the women there, and we, which they were trained, and we train them at our project. That we, we are doing the same unique and technique products. Mm-hmm. And after that, we have trained again the women from Luandile. Luandile is also a, 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 a place in Malen along the coast. They, we, when we got orders, we are speaking orders to them. Which now, we are not only benefiting from our project. There are other projects that are benefiting. We are created them as they must be co-ops as well. They are co-ops. They are getting their orders. They are doing even better than us, I'm afraid. And also we have trained the, the, the women, 26 women in Danun, in Cape Town, through being the women, the human quality of Danun. They asked us to come and train them last year, January. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that last March they have designed a table mountain through the reef of our basket. Mm. So how we, we have, and we are still looking forward to train more and more women. So how do, how do we invite you then, Nomonde? And you're such a jet setter. I mean, you've been everywhere internationally. So how do we invite you to, to if I want you to come and train uh, a group of people, what do we have to do to make sure that you can come? Because, you know, I know a lot of people depend on craft but a lot of people do the same thing, so the craft doesn't quite sell as well as it should because you find women sitting next to each other with the same product. And, you know, listening to you now, you, you change designs uh, very often, and that's why your products work. So how, how do we reach out to you to train more people? Yeah, you, see, you, can, you, you can just organize by my phone that I must come and train people in such place. It's easy for me in South Africa. Mm. I can do that. And also, what is important to your product? You have to explain what your product means. Ah. You must just not sell a product you don't know what it means. Like the beads. We're also making beads, and our beads is the, uh, the root of our culture, mm. which they were worn by our grandmothers, grand-grandmothers. Mm. We, we, we researched that trend, and then we, we got it right with a story behind because if you don't have a story behind you don't know what you're selling mm. it's also it cannot sell yes like our mothers and fathers our mothers couldn't read and write they they were sending the, the message to be mm. to their husband or boyfriend mm. which were working in the mind mm. like white white means my heart is, is clear waiting for you you're talking to your husband or your boyfriend in, in the mind <laughs> Like blue, 
royal blue. It means I'm talking about Vidna. Royal blue means you are far away from me over the mountains and hills. Hmm. If I were a dove, I would fly to you. You know, oh. all the things are all about love. Oh. And somebody who you send this with, you know that, oh, it's blue. It means she's missing me. Oh, it's green. Green now is proposing a lobola. <laughs> we have been together for so long now being a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Will you pay lobola to my parents? You know? What about red? When I explain that it overseas, the people go mad. What about red namonde? Uh, red, I'm sorry, don't, don't say it's, it's red, it's danger. It's, uh, red means danger. In, in our days, it doesn't mean uh, danger at all. Mm-hmm. It's, it means a connection. Let's connect together. Uh-huh. And being means we are now married. Let's live our life together happily. And then you know? yellow, what does yellow mean? Yellow, when you're still a girl, there's lots of men are looking for you. They they want you to be uh, their girlfriend or whatsoever. And then when you now choose one to be your boyfriend, it's when the others will be jealous. It means jealousy for love, anyway. But jealousy for love. So They get jealous when you, you choose one of them, but they were all uh, willing that you can be uh, his or her girlfriend, his girlfriend. So if 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 you if when you sell your beads then do they have these explanations on a piece of paper? Yes, sometimes I do write it. I've got it to a piece of paper, but mm-hmm. it's all now on my head. Then when you explain to somebody what is this bead for and how old the person should wear this kind of a bead, then it's what the people want to hear. And then it's when people are interested in your product. Hmm. They buy it so quick. Okay, so because it's got that story behind. So, do you have a website, Nomonde? Unfortunately, I don't have my dear. You know, I'm staying in the rural area. <laughs> Let alone, I'm going around in the national area. <sighs> but um, it's not that Nomonde is going in the national. It's because of my product. But now, tell me so how, um, how I don't have a web, but I have an email. I don't have a. Uh, how website. do people order then, Nomonde? Um, as I, I said, uh, we have been going around, they order through email. Ah, okay. Some, they just send a picture in my email, and then I will just design that picture. I see, I see. So give it's us your e- give us your email then, Nomonde. Uh, it says Nomonde, mm-hmm. M-W-P at gmail.com. That is Papa at gmail.com. Nomonde, mwp at gmail.com. That is correct. And the other one, anmadalisa at gmail.com. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to, and this way also is how people can invite you to come and train, you know, uh, young people or even other women to, 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 to make the craft that you do. We are really looking forward for that. I'm very glad to say that I, I will be available anytime somebody needs me to come in and, and, and train them. Because this is fighting crime and also it's helping uh, to have jobs, you know. Mm, mm, mm. Because there's no jobs for the youth and also you collect youth together that they must know that they can do something else. 
and they can benefit from that, and they can also be uh, entrepreneurs. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for talking to us, Sissy, and and we'll we'll be in touch via email. No? Thank you very much, and uh, I, 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 I'm very glad, and I thank you so much for this uh, wonderful opportunity you have given me to talk over the essay radio. Thank you so much, Snomonde. You take care now. It is now time for our children's program, Nalibali.